Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. The book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter and verse 1. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. The subject we've been teaching on is faith. We've been teaching what we call the message of faith. The title for this lesson is What Faith Is. It's our third lesson. What Faith Is. And we've used Hebrews 11.1 1 for a text which says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Our Father, we thank you for your word and for thy spirit. And we thank you that the word will go forth in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that our faith would not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of the living God. We thank you for it, for attentive ears and receptive hearts. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Faith, we said, is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith, then, evidently, is a real substance. <clears throat> it's a real substance. It can't be seen with a physical eye, but nonetheless, it's a real substance. The word substance there, we said, is the reality that lies at the basis of every appearance. It's the reality that lies at the basis of every appearance. We see all the things that are in this world. We know that they're here. We know that they're of a reality. They're a truth, a lower form of truth. We call it natural sense knowledge, physical truth. But we also have to realize that there is a substance that's in the spirit realm that's called faith that holds all the things that we see into being. Faith is the substance of all the things that we see. In other words, it's the raw material out of which God made everything. It's the raw material God used to make all the worlds, to frame the worlds. As a matter of fact, you can look there in verse 3. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that the things which are seen were not made out of things which do appear. The things that are seen were not made out of things that do appear. If you can get yourself the right ingredients and mix them together, you can make yourself a lot of things in this world. If you get yourself the right mixture of water, sand, and cement, you can make yourself some concrete blocks. Amen? But if you get yourself some real substance of the material world, of the spirit world, the materials that make up the spirit world, and you get the right mixture of those forces, you come up with a substance called faith, and that substance called faith will create things in your life in this realm from that realm. And we're going to talk about some of those things. But as you go on down this 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, you find out that this faith is the same, same substance that not only God used to create the world and to frame the worlds, but it's the same substance that Abel over here used 
to offer up his sacrifice unto God and cause his sacrifice to be pleasing unto the Father God. It's the same substance that was used by Enoch when he was translated and was not any longer. Can you imagine that kind of a substance? Here's a man walking on earth, walking with God, and he's walking with a substance called faith. And because of that substance that he knew so much about, he was translated, bless God, and was not any longer. Powerful substance, wouldn't you say? Not only does it create things, but it takes things that are created and causes them to just disappear. Like, praise God, from this realm. It'll do that for you in your life. It'll cause sickness and disease to disappear from your life. Amen? It'll cause poverty to run from you as in fear. It's the same substance by which Noah built the ark and became the heir of righteousness by faith. And man out there, can you imagine building an ark when he never heard of anything called rain? He didn't know what it was and never saw it, for there was a mist that came up from beneath the earth and watered the land and the ground and the garden. And God says, Noah, go out there and build me an ark because the rain and the flood's going to come and destroy the people off the face of the earth. And Noah grabbed a hold of the substance called faith and set himself to build that ark. took him many, 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 many days to build that ark, and blessed be God, it was the substance of faith that caused him to be an heir of righteousness in the Father's kingdom. But that was the substance was faith. And verse 8, you find over here, Abraham used the substance called faith to find himself a city whose builder and maker was God. Same substance Abraham used to offer up Isaac upon the altar, of sacrifice before God, knowing by the substance of faith that God had to raise up Isaac from the dead had he died. Amen? You find that over there in the next, well, 17th verse, somewhere around there. But it's the same substance that Moses used when he refused to be called the son of the Pharaoh's daughter. Same substance. He would not take the pleasures of sin, not for a moment. He wouldn't take the wealth and the riches of Egypt. He would not take heirship to the throne. He would not become somebody in the kingdom of Egypt and, you know, like the others would because of the fact that he could gain earthly gain and God, ungodly things. But bless God, it was the substance of faith that caused this great man of God, faith now caused this great man of God to refuse all that the world had to offer and walk with the Lord God. Substance was faith. That's the substance that was used in this man's life. You can go on and read right on down to the end of this chapter. And as you read to the end of this chapter, not only does it talk about Moses, talks about Samson, talks about Gideon, talks about all the other great men of faith that knew something about faith. They grabbed a hold of this material, this real substance called faith, and changed the world they lived in. And as you stop and think about it, some of them even walked through the fire, burning fire furnace, when they released their faith in the Omnipotent One, the Almighty One, and there was a substance, there was a shield around them, three Hebrew children, when they were inside that burning fire furnace, and we know that it was a substance of faith. The Bible says, take the shield of faith. The shield, that word is deceiving. That word shield, it means a glory cloud. Not just a little old shield. It is a shield, it is a barrier called faith. A substance that just encompasses you round about. It's like a glory cloud, a shield of faith. And every fiery dart of the devil that comes your way, you know, the devil's not going to come at you head on. The devil's not going to come your way right, you know, right at you. He's too chicken to do that. He's got to sneak up on you in behind. 
Remember, someone says, well, we got the shield of faith, but nothing's behind us because the Christians are not, you know, chicken. Well, listen to me. I know we're not yellow. We know that. You know that. But bless God, that shield of faith just doesn't cover the front of you. That shield of faith is a glory cloud that surrounds the believer. And if a fire, the devil don't shoot no darts head on coming at you this way. He shoots darts from behind because he's the chicken. See, he's the one that's scared. And so he tries to destroy you from behind. But I know for sure that my substance called faith that I believe in has made for me a protective shield around me that when the devil shoots his fire darts and whatever they might be, the glory of God quenches every fire dart of the devil. That's a shield of faith. That's what it is. Now, you realize that Moses used that faith not only to leave Egypt and all the treasures of Egypt and all the fame he could have had in Egypt and to move on with God and to go on with God. And by faith, he took them out of the Egyptian bondage. And by faith, he crossed the Red Sea when all the Egyptians are saying to, to follow them in, into the Red Sea. The sea was parted, was parted, and bless God, they all went across dry shot, and all the Egyptians were killed in the sea. What was holding up their walls? Faith. Faith. Their faith. Moses stood before, there, before the sea and said, Lord, what are we going to do now? So many people cry out to God. What are we going to do now, Lord? But God said, you've got the word. You've got the sword. You've got the rod. The rod. The rod is the word of God. You use the rod. And when Moses used that rod, that's the type of the word of God. When he spoke the word, faith came up my hearing, hearing by the word. When he spoke the word of God, what happened to that sea? It parted. What was holding up their walls? I know there was angels, but there's a substance involved in this. It's called faith. Faith put them angels to work. Faith was the substance that created the reality of their walking across dry shawn. Now, we can go on and read all this in the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, and you find out some heroic things. As a matter of fact, let's go on down here to verse... Uh, 33. In verse 33, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions. What do you think it was, the substance that caused David when he was, you know, just meditating under that old tree, taking care of the sheep, meditating upon the love of his father God, realizing how much love he had for him? tending to the sheep and taking care of them, watching that nobody comes to steal them or destroy them. And the lion and the bear come along to take one of the sheep out of the flock, take a little lamb away. And David stood up. Oh, I wish to God that the body of Christ would stand up and face the enemy. When the enemy comes in like a flood, bless God, the Spirit of God will lift up that standard and cause them to flee from you in seven ways if only we'll act upon the Word of God. And David stood there before the lion and the bear. He stopped the mouth of the lion that tried to kill the little lamb. He took him by the beard and smote him. Can you imagine the substance of faith creates even within our own being the strength, supernatural strength to destroy a lion and a bear? Think about it. I want you to know that it's a tangible substance. It is a real substance. It's spirit substance. You may not be able to see it, but bless God, you can see the effects of it. You can see the effects of faith in the lives of those that lived it. Amen? Amen. Except Enoch, he took off. <laughs> Can't see him anymore. But bless God, we know what it did for him. It goes on here saying, Quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword, out of weakness was made strong. Let the weak say what? I am strong. Speak of God's word, I am strong. It creates a substance. That substance called faith. 
Had faith will move mountains for you. It goes on here saying, uh, they turned to fight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again by the substance called faith. It was by faith. By faith. And as we go on, we find out all the great and wondrous things that these men and women did by faith. This substance called faith. Well, if you go into the New Testament, you find out that not only did it work for these other things, but it worked for sickness and diseases. It worked to raise Jesus from the dead. It worked to open up the blind eyes. It opened up the deaf ears. This substance called faith is a real substance. The Syrophoenician woman, you remember, she came to Jesus and she said, Lord, help me, help me. And she threw herself before the mercy of God. And when she couldn't find help because of the disciples, they were just like some church people. They didn't want to hear it. They just wanted to turn her away. This is only for us. This is not for you. This is just for the children's bread. But bless God when Jesus got a hold of her, spoke to her the word of God, and said to her, Woman, it's not meat for me to give you the children's bread and cast it under the dogs. And she said, By faith. Hear me. She said, By faith. She wasn't talking to just some priest. She wasn't just talking to just some minister. She wasn't just talking to some, you know, layman. She wasn't just talking to somebody, you know, who, who professes Christianity. She was talking to the Master. She was talking to the Son of the living God. She was talking to Jesus Christ. She was talking to the great I Am manifesting the flesh. That's who she was talking to. You know how she talked back to him? She said, bless God. She didn't run away. Some people says, I prayed and didn't get an answer and run away from God. She didn't run away from God. She stood there and she said, I know my rights. I know my rights as a dog. I didn't come to get the cake. I didn't come to get the children's bread. I didn't claim to be a Jew. I didn't claim to have all the covenant blessings. I just come just as a dog, and I know the dogs are allowed to lick the crumbs that fall from the table. All I want is my crumb. And Jesus looked at her and said, Woman, great is thy faith. Great is thy faith. So be it done unto you, even as you will. Do one more to do with her. Bless God. Go home. Go home. And tell everybody about this great thing called faith. Once you got there, what happened? Delivered. Set free. Her daughter was made whole. What caused it? Not somebody that's just playing games with God. Not somebody who just tries to crawl up the back door and find out what they can get from God. Not somebody who's, you know, just back, back and forth as a yo-yo Christian. No, this was somebody that stood face to face to the Omnipotent One. She stood face to face. And even when it seemed like Jesus put her down, she stood there and didn't give ground. She says, I know my rights. Hallelujah. We got some dear saints of God that know their rights. I know my rights as a dog. Well, bless God, beloved, you're not a dog. You are an heir of God, an equal heir with the Lord Jesus Christ. You've been delivered from the authority of darkness. You've been translated into His kingdom. And He says, all things are yours. That means you've been given the faith of God. You have got the faith of God. You have got the ability to release the same substance called faith to create realities in your life. No matter what that might be. Bless God, it's faith that built the building. It's faith that sold this building. It's faith that causes everything to, to work in this realm. Faith is the answer. Faith is the answer to today's problems. Faith and love. Blessed be God, because faith works by love. Well, before I get carried away here, let's go to Colossians, the second chapter. I want to teach a little, but I just got this preach on me. So don't mind. <laughs> Hallelujah. We find a woman with the issue of blood, you know. There was a certain woman. She had the sister of blood 12 years. She was nothing better, but rather grew worse. She came in the press behind when she heard of Jesus and touched the hem of his garment. She said, if I touch his hem, I will be healed. 
Can you imagine someone having the audacity to, to say that? If I just touch, who do you think you are, woman? She says, I'm just going to touch his garment. And when I do, I will be healed. And Jesus, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned around in the press and said, who touched me? And the woman just sat back there, you know, a little smile on her face. A little bit fearful and troubling, saying, I did it. But then she finally confessed up. She fessed up. I like that. She fessed up and says, I'm the one that did it, Master. And he said, oh, woman, great is thy faith. Can you imagine this woman for 12 years, spent all she had, was nothing better, but rather grew worse, sought many things and many physicians. They took all her money, but didn't help her. And there she was, bowed over, couldn't do anything, just crawl up to the backside of Jesus and just touch his garment. But blessed be God, that woman brought some substance with her. It was called the substance of faith. Faith gave substance in her life to healing, healing in her body. She walked away from that place completely healed and completely whole. And Jesus said, Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Now, I ask you, is faith a real substance? It's a real substance. It is a real substance. You just stay there in Colossians. We'll get there in a minute. Now, you realize that when, when uh, Jesus came down from the mountain with tra of transfiguration with James and Peter and John, and the leper came to him and beseeching him, wanting to be healed, then you realize that after that there was a, a, a Roman centurion that came with, with his, by, for his servant and said, my, my servant lied home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus says, I'm going to come over and heal him. He said, not so, Lord. He says, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. You just speak the word only. And when you speak the word, my servant will be healed. And Jesus marveled. He said to them that followed him, I've not seen so great faith. No, not in Israel. He said the man had great faith. Notice he marveled at this guy's faith. This guy wasn't even of the Jewish faith. This guy wasn't even somebody who had a covenant with God. This was a guy who was just a stranger, an outcast on the side. And this guy comes and says, you just speak the word. And the word out of your mouth, the word that goes forth from your mouth, will heal my servant. And Jesus stood there and said, Boy, I've never seen great faith like this in all of Israel. But I'm telling you, there will be many that come from the east and the west and the north and the south. They'll try to sit down with Abraham and Isaac and, 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 and Abraham in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom who's supposed to have faith, the ones for whom all things were provided for, they'll be cast in the outer darkness. They'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Faith is a real substance. It'll get you into the kingdom of God. It'll get you healed inside your body. It'll get you healed inside your soul. It'll get you set free from all the forces of darkness that surround you. Faith will set you in a place with God that you can talk with Him and walk with Him. And His life will be in every, every part of your life on the earth. That's what faith is. It's a real substance. Got this fellow's servant delivered. Now you ready for the greatest working of God's mighty power? Here it is. Colossians 2.12. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith, through the faith, through the faith, through the faith of the operation of God. Through the faith of the operation of God. Through the faith of the operation of God. i got to say it again. Through the faith of the operation of God, it was the operation of God's faith who hath raised Jesus from the dead. And in the book of Ephesians, you find out over there in the first chapter, we said this is the great seeding greatness working of His mighty power. This is the exceeding greatness of the working of the almighty power of God was when He raised Jesus from the dead. If you think it took faith to create the world, if you think it took faith to create the universe, if you think it took faith to put everything in the universe into existence and into motion, it took all the faith of God to lift Jesus up out of the realm of darkness and bring Him back into the kingdom of light. It took the greatest working of God's almighty power of faith, and when He did it, Jesus was restored to life, and His glory was restored back to Him. That was the greatest working of His almighty power, and it was done by faith. 
It was the operation of the faith of God. Well, I began to meditate on that. I began to seek the Lord on that. And as I did, I said, okay, Lord, what is the operation of your faith? Show me the operation of your faith. How does it work? If it has an operation, I want to know it. It's the operation of the faith of God that raised Jesus from the dead. I want to know exactly how this faith works. I know it's a tangible substance. I know it's real. I know it has power. I know it can create. I know it can nullify things that have already been, you know, brought into being in the earth like the laws of nature. It can take sickness and disease away from you and just remove it from you. It can kill a tree that's already been uh, planted into the earth just by one word of faith that Jesus spoke. It's real. It's tangible. It's a substance. You've got it. I've got it. But what is its operation? Well, I began to meditate on it and asked the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And he gave me three words. Life, light, and love. Life, light, and love. And I began to meditate on that and I said, Okay, Father, I know you have faith. I know what faith can do. I know what faith has done. I've seen what faith has done. I know what it's done in my life. I know what it did to the lame man at Lystra who could not walk when Paul perceived he had faith to be healed. That man who never walked in all these years leaped and walked. I know what faith did to the man that was at the gate of the temple called Beautiful when Peter said, stand up right on that feet and took him by the right hand and lift him up and his feet and ankle bones received strength and he immediately, living up, stood with them, walked with them into the temple, walking, leaping and praising God. I know what faith has done. But I want to know the source. I want to know the operation. I want to know how it works. I want to just not see the results. I want to know how it works. You know, when you, God does something for you, we are responsible to find out how it works. We're responsible. God saved you by faith. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. If God saved me by faith, I better find out how I got saved, how it works, the operation of faith. If God healed you by faith and that's how faith you get healed is by faith, I better find out how faith works so I can use it in every area of my life. So these three words, life, light, and love. God is life. Ultimate life. There is no death in God. God is ultimate life. Clear through. God is light. Light. Ultimate light. God is love. Ultimate love. All these things, all these words are used to describe God in the New Testament. God is life. God is light. God is love. Life stands for the, the essence of God, the nature of God, His very person, His very being. God is life. If you stop and think about it, you look out into the, just, just the atmosphere in the air, and you realize that when it's 10 degrees below zero, there's still heat in the air. There's still heat in the air when it's 10 degrees below zero. That may be hard to imagine, but if there wasn't any heat in the air, it'd probably be a Way, 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 way below zero. But just because it's not, you know, any colder than that or hotter than that doesn't mean that there's no heat in the air. There's heat in the air. But in God, there's absolute life. There's not one part of God that's dark. He is life absolutely. If there was absolute coldness in the air. Can you imagine how cold it would be? No heat whatsoever? Not at all? 
I don't know what is the record low anywhere, but I'm sure it's pretty, pretty, pretty low. But can you imagine having the absence of heat from the air, from our atmosphere, and it was just absolute cold? Or just the opposite. I don't know how hot it's ever gotten anywhere. But can you imagine having absolute heat, just absolute, to a, to a degree that it, we would all just, dude, just think of the sun. Just think of the heat of the sun. Just think about getting close to that sun. What does it do to you being this far away from it? Can you imagine being next to it? You disintegrate just like that. Now, God is brighter than the sun. God is more glorious than the sun. And that sun is not absolute. God is absolute light, absolute light, absolute love. Now, these three forces are these names for God. They make up God. God, His nature, His person, His very being is light. God in light. Light stands for wisdom, understanding, knowledge, enlightenment. God's wisdom is absolute. His knowledge is absolute. There's not one thing in this world that He doesn't know. We think we're so smart when we learn some you know, new things. But you know, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Scientists come up with these, these here formulas and we praise God for all that they do. And they come up with all these new inventions and we thank God for all that they do. You know, and we're so excited and proud of ourselves for doing all these things. And God says, I knew that. Right. He has absolute knowledge. There isn't anything in this world he doesn't know. They're trying to figure out how the you know, universe operates and how the tides are and, and, all, and then start figuring out all these things and how it works. And God says, I could have told you that in one breath. For I did it. He's absolute life. He is absolute knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Absolutely. That's light. God is light. Now, the expression of God is love. The expression of God is love. Jesus was love manifest in the flesh. Jesus was the brightness of His glory, the express image of God's person. Jesus walked in total love. Everything that He did was love. Every act, every move, every word He spoke was a word of love. Everything was love. So God in love is His expression in this earth or in this realm. In other words, if we were to stand face to face with God, what would be coming out of His person would be love. Love would flow out of His person. Someone said when uh, Brother Hagin saw Jesus uh, in his eight visions, and he said, uh, well, what did He look like? And the only thing that Brother Hagin could say was, I looked into His eyes, and it was like looking into a well of living love. Miles deep that you just couldn't stop. You just wanted to just, you know, melt right there. It was love. The expression of God. I want you to realize this now. Life is a spiritual force. Light is a spiritual force. Love is a spiritual force. I believe the only reason why they're described and characterized to us is so that we in our own intellect can understand God. But if you had it all together completely, you have God. God is life, His person. God is light, His understanding and wisdom and knowledge. God is love, His expression. Okay? His expression. Now, God has faith. Not is faith. God has faith. What is faith? Well, I know it's a substance of things hoped for, and I know it's a substance, but what is faith? I know that God is light, life. I know that God is light. I know that God is love. And I know that coming out of His being is just like a force out, coming out from Him. That love is just being poured forth unto us. 
For God so loved us that He gave us Jesus. Amen. It caused Him to use His faith. It was the faith of the operation of God that raised Jesus from the dead. Okay. Now we got these three forces. Life. Light. Love. In operation to raise Jesus from the dead by faith. Now we find out here according to what we read there in Hebrews the 11th chapter and verse 3 it said it was this operation of God by faith that framed the world all the worlds everything that's in it and by the things that are not seen created all the things that we see if you follow that out in the book of Genesis you'll find out that the first chapter about 5 or 6 or 7 or 8 or 9 10 times in there in the first chapter it says and God said let there be light, and it was so. And God said, let us make the firmament, etc., etc., and it was so. And God said, and let every tree bring forth its own fruit, and it was so. And God said, let us make man in his own image, and it was so. And God said, everywhere it says, and God said it was so. God said it was so. Well, it was the operation of the faith of God that created all the world. It was by faith we found out that the worlds were faint. The substance called faith is holding up all the things that we see. He upholds all things by the word of His power. The word of His power upholds all things. Okay. So then I began to see that if God is life, if God is light, if God is love, then when God speaks, faith is nothing more than life, light, and love in word form. Faith, the substance of faith, is taking the force of life, of light, and of love coming out of the person of God in word form. There it is. There's a, let's, let's just say energy for a moment. Here we have a great mass of energy. What is it doing? It's just there. But what is it doing? Nothing. It's just there. Well, what, how can it do anything? It's just there. So there he was. Nothing was happening. The earth was as it was. It was dark. It was void, etc. You know the story in the beginning. It was just as it was after Lucifer fell and uh, the judgment came upon the earth. It was in darkness. And there's God. And there's the darkness of the world. There's the earth just the way it is. And God's just there. He's light. He's light. He's love. He's right there. He says, I'm going to use my life. I'm going to use my light. I'm going to use my love. His intelligence, His life, His person, His love. All that He is, He's going to use it. How's He going to use it? How's he going to do it? When people tell me that words are not important, I just pray for them. Here's how he's going to do it. He's going to speak. He's going to say something. Can you imagine this great mass of omnipotent God who's not doing anything until he opens his mouth. And then he opens his mouth. And when he opens up his mouth, it's called faith. There's a force. There's a substance that comes out of life, light, and love. It's called faith. It's a real substance. And when he speaks it, it's so. When he speaks it, it's so. When he speaks it, it's so. I want you to know that that creation that brought to naught the wisdom of the devil. You and I both know the devil is wise in his own method. The only one wiser was God. 
And so it was all the knowledge that God had was to confound the devil, that through his own game, death, he would destroy him that had power of death, that is the devil. But how would he do it? By his own wisdom. What was his own wisdom? Calling things that be not as though they were. I'll send forth a, a Savior unto the world. He'll redeem you of your sins. All that he spoke out there was going to happen because God spoke it. That was his force coming out of his being, the substance of faith. That was the light of God, the life of God, the light. And the actual doing of it, the expression of it, was when Jesus of Nazareth came into being in the earth. He was the express image of the glory of God. He was the love of God manifest in the flesh. For God so loved the world, the expression of his person. Now you ready? That gave him legal license to use his faith. It wasn't legal for God to speak and redeem man until somebody paid the sacrifice for man's sin. Bless God, one day Jesus of Nazareth went to Calvary's cross. He went into the regions of hell. He suffered the full price. He paid the full price for your sin and for my sin. You ready for this voice? Life, light, and love spoke once again and said, Come out of darkness. He commanded light to come out of darkness. He shined in our hearts the glory of God. He spoke and said, Thy throne, O God, is forever a scepter of righteousness is thy kingdom. And he spoke those words, and those words brought Jesus from the dead. Yeah. It was the faith, the substance of the operation of God that brought Jesus up out of death, out of Amen. darkness. That was the operation of the faith of God. Now, God in your spirit is called Zoe, life. God in your spirit is is called life. God in your soul is called light. God in your spirit, life. God in your soul, light. God in your conduct, outward man, expression, love. God in spirit, God in soul, God in body. Let's take a look at Luke 11 and 33. Luke 11:33. Here's where people miss it. They miss it because they misunderstand the fact that God wants to not only live in their spirits, God wants to possess their souls, God wants to possess their bodies, God wants to manifest himself through them spirit, soul and body. And I'll tell you why in a minute. Okay. Verse 33. No man when he hath lighted a candle the Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. God has lit our candle by His Spirit. He doesn't put it in a secret place or under a bushel of darkness, but on a candlestick that they which come in may see the light. The light of the body is the understanding or the eye or the soul. Therefore, when your eye is single, your whole body is also full of light. When your eye is evil, your whole body is full of darkness. Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee is not darkness. If thy whole body, therefore, shall be full of light, Having no part dark, the whole shall be full of light, as when the bright shining of a candle doth give thee light. Now he's showing you that the three parts of man have got to be lit with the light of God. God has, in our spirits, lit our candles. The light of God, the life of God. And remember over there in John 6, 63 where Jesus said, The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Well, the word came into your spirit, it was life. My words are life and those that find them and health unto all their flesh. The Word became life inside us when we were born again. Now, God inside your spirit is life. Zoe, Zoe life inside the human spirit. 
But when your mind is single upon the Word of God, when you're single-minded upon the Word of God, when you begin to understand, remember Jesus said, He that followeth after me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. You're in Him. We don't walk in darkness, but we have the light of life. Light is God, another name for God, but light is God in our understanding, in our thinking. God wants to possess us spirit, soul, and body. We have the light of life. The entrance of thy word giveth light. Life and light. We have the light of the knowledge of the glory of the sun. No. We have the light of the knowledge of the glory of the moon. No. We have the light of life. The light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That's the mind of Christ. That means with God's life in your spirit and His light in your mind, your soul, and His love as the conduct of your expression out through you allows the light to shine out of you so that when you speak words out of your mouth, the life, the light, the love of God becomes the substance of faith. Then the words that you speak heal your body, save lost ones, Cast out demons. All it does is just continues the ministry of the master on the face of the earth. When you develop life, light, and love in your walk and conduct, and then you speak. When you speak, the words that you speak are called faith. Substance. There's substance in those words that you speak that will change things. You can just hear the three Hebrew children saying it and creating that substance called faith. No, king, you throw us into the burning fire furnace, our God whom we serve is able to deliver and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. What was the end result? You can hear the woman with the issue of blood. When I touch but the hem of his garment, I will be healed. And you can hear the force behind it, life, light, and love. You can just hear it ring. She got into that operation as limited as she could, but she got into it. She understood it. She realized just by saying it, bless God, I'll do it. And then you can just hear the Roman centurion say the same thing. You just speak the word. And when you do, my servant will be healed. That substance called faith is released. And when it's released, bless God, it does whatever it needs to do. It'll kill a tree. It'll heal probably one of the greatest things, one of, well, the greatest thing that it's done in our day is brought us out of darkness into this glorious light. But can you imagine standing at the graveside of Lazarus when life and light and love stood before that graveside and spoke and said, Lazarus, come forth. And when he did, it was the very essence of God's being that went into that 
paradise and took his spirit and brought it out, put it back into that body, healed that body by the substance of faith. So faith is nothing more than the substance produced when life, light, and love speaks, or when God speaks. When we renew our mind, life, light, and love in our conduct, we too can speak. And the same substance of faith will work in your life. Now, I've done it many times. I'm sure that most of you have. And I'm not going to take any time to get deeper into this. I'd like to. But I'm impressed in my spirit to pray. Because that life, that light, that love is so much right here in this place seen by the eye of faith. It is so filled this place. This substance called faith is so real in this place. God wants to use it. He wants you to receive it. He wants to show himself strong and do the things that he said he would in his word. This is not just for somebody. This is not just for one certain person. This is not just for a woman with the issue of blood. This is not just for a Syrophoenician woman. This is not for just blind Bartimaeus who got his deliverance. This is just for somebody else. This is for you individually and personally. And I want you to know that as you stand in the presence of God and hold the word before him until that word that's inside you takes on the form of the substance of faith. And then you speak that same word out of your mouth. Just as sure as God created the worlds by that faith, by that substance, just as sure whatever your need is or desire is, that same substance will take on the same results that God got when he spoke it in the beginning. It's called faith. I want to say it one more time. God is faith. Our God is love, light. God is light. God is love. Life is his person. Light is his wisdom. Love is his expression. Faith is the substance that's produced when he speaks, and it creates all the things that we see. Or it brings to naught the things that we see that should be brought to naught. You have the faith of God. It's in your spirit now. You have the life of God. You have heard the word to have the light of God. And the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. All that's left to do is but what saith it, the word is nigh thee in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith that we preach. That if thou shalt confess, See? Speak it out. The first step is the light of God has brought into you. Darkness has come out of you. What was the substance that did it? Faith. Faith did it. For by grace are you saved through faith. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. 
Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.